Broadcasting from Manhattan Beach and the World Wide Web, you're listening to CHSRHealthyLife.net. As a service to our listeners, this program is for general information and entertainment purposes only. CHSRHealthyLife.net does not recommend, endorse, or object to the views, products, or topics expressed or discussed by show hosts or their guests. We suggest you always consult with your own personal, medical, financial, or legal advisor. Get ready for Mind Shock with Dr. Ron Dalrymple, the premier podcast in the world bringing you hidden truths about your mind's incredible powers. Get ready to free your mind. Everybody, welcome to Mind Shock, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. The show will take you to the outer limits of your mind and to the inner limits, the true final frontier. Our theme for this show is evolution of the supermind. I began working at NASA at 17 years old. We put people in space, which we called back then the final frontier. It was a really huge thing, of course. Went to NASA, very young and idealistic and the folks there I discovered were very idealistic and very pragmatic, which was really profound influence upon me. They had high idealism and a sense of great pragmatism to make things work. In any case, at 19 years old at NASA, I discovered that if the mind is an energy field that transcends the physical brain, which is a, an epiphany I had after taking my classes in math, physics, and then psychology, well, then the true final frontier is inner space, the exploration of the true powers of mind. So our mission take you to the true outer limits of inner space. Think about that, the outer limits of inner space. Our motto for the show is supermind, superbody, and superspirit. In today's chaotic world, there's a revolution sweeping the globe about who we are and what we are doing here. A mind revolution is changing everything. Whole new theories of mind that turn old science on its head. Old science is three-dimensional and limited to the physical senses. We're developing new models of science to consider N dimensions as N, the letter N, approaches infinity. Today we have a great guest, Peter Rupert, written a really fascinating and powerful book called Limitless. Peter, how are you doing? I'm great, Ron. Thanks thanks for having me on. It's great to be with you. Well, it's our great pleasure and honor to have you here. I read your book, and I think it's absolutely great. You did a tremendous job. Well done. And we we often start off with, with asking our guests, how you started on your journey, you talked about it in your book, but please fill in our audience how your whole journey started that led through your your life, your ups and downs, whatnot, that brought you to a point in time you are right now where you can write such a great book. How did it all start? Sure. Well, uh, I guess it all starts, and it's funny that you, in, in your show, in all your studies about the power of the mind, and that's the first chapter of my book, as you know now, is, uh, you know, win the battle in your head. I think it's just so critically important. And so, for me, it was about training myself over the course of my life to win the battle in your head. It started as a young kid in, in high school and college. Uh, I got the real taste for being an entrepreneur. I uh, borrowed some money from my dad to start a lawn mowing business when I was in high school, and I, and I borrowed more money again when, in college when I started a driveway blacktop ceiling business and, and really got that, that flair, that excitement about being an entrepreneur myself one day. And um, 
went off to college and then graduated from college and worked for Procter & Gamble, uh, thinking what a great way to get great training and learn how to lead a business, et cetera. And, and that, did that for three years, went and got my MBA after that, and always kind of preparing myself with good training and good foundation to become an entrepreneur. And, um, and then after that, I joined a consulting firm, and, and um, uh, quickly my boss came to me there after about six or eight months and said, hey, we, should, we can do this better and make more money, and we'll focus on helping companies grow, et cetera, uh, our clients grow. And I jumped at it, being a naive 28-year-old, I think, at the time, and, and uh, thought I had all the answers and didn't need any help because I'd had experience. And I worked for Procter & Gamble. I had a great MBA. And um, we had some early successes, but I didn't know, really know what I was doing. And we quickly realized uh, that um, there's more to it than that. And, and eventually that business kind of, uh, like I said, had a few good years. And then we ran out of clients, and we couldn't get any more clients and, and ended up losing the business at uh, 33. We had our first, my wife and I had our first child on the way. And uh, that was when I did a lot of soul searching. After all this "quote unquote" prep, uh, I realized that everything's not perfect, and so I really started to study successful people and try to figure out what was it that uh, made them successful. And in my analysis of people from all walks of life who had been successes in their field, I started to see these common themes that eventually led to limitless. And so, uh, as I studied that, I, I, I created this draft of these traits uh, that I typed up and put in my briefcase, and I'd look at it all the time as kind of a, my own guide and my own inspiration. And then when my son, my oldest son, uh, went went into middle school, this is about 12 or 13 years ago, I retyped them up and I called up the traits of a champion and I put them on, I, I had it laminated and put it on their bathroom mirror, thinking that my four kids as they grew up would probably didn't want to listen to me, but they would uh, benefit from reading these traits when they brush their teeth at night or wash their faces. And... Um, then fast forward another five or six years, we had a conference at my current company that I founded about 12 or 13 years ago, and I shared these traits with many of the folks who were there. And three or four people came up to me afterwards and said, oh, I just love that. You need to turn that into a book. And so as we talked here this morning, this, this afternoon, I've, um, I haven't shared all the ups and downs that I've had, but I've, I've, had, I've started a number of businesses, a few of which failed, uh, all of which generated tremendous learning and then a few of which have gone really well, including uh, the company I run now, Fusion Education Group. And so a lot of that is, a, is from the learnings and, and from the leveraging of this, these traits of a champion that became the foundation for Limitless, the book I wrote, and the nine steps to launch your one extraordinary life. Mm -hmm. I think it's really a profound thing. You went through a lot of ups and downs like so many people do. As you mentioned, so many folks go through exactly that. You try various things. It doesn't work. You hit a brick wall. You have to reboot, figure out what you do wrong, what kind of opposition did you run into, how did it make you feel, how did it make you think, and so forth. Let's say when you first had, had that big, big collapse initially, how did that first make you feel before you could switch things around? What was the first thing you encountered in terms of thoughts and emotions? Oh, my gosh. It was failure. It was, it was uh, that all this, all this time I've been thinking that, oh, I was going to be a, I was going to be a success and this is all going to work out, and I had what it took. And all of a sudden, I'm asking myself, and, and deep down in my mind, thinking that maybe you don't have what it takes, and uh, maybe you should have just done what everybody else does, which is just have a job and a, and a career and, and not play outside the boundaries. And, uh, you know, I, so I, start, I found myself trying to shri kind of shrinking and slowly starting to settle for 
quote unquote what everybody else does or whatever the easier route is and and it was really this analysis this study that I was doing that was so inspirational for me because I realized when I studied successful people and really peeled back the onion how so many of them faced so many challenges and had failures that are well beyond what I what I had at that time and they rebounded and they were incredibly successful and and I think we as a society and me certainly as a young person back then you'd see a successful person and you'd put them up on a pedestal and you just assume oh well they had all the luck was on their side and they had all the talents and it was kind of a straight line to the top for them um and it wasn't until I like I said I started to dig in and understand what they went through how inspirational it was and how fortitude and, and grit and uh willingness to fail was such a key part of their own journey to success so that really inspired me to break free from from the shrinking uh mindset i had and really realized that the world is my oyster i just have to find the recipe and have to refocus on what these traits were that made other people so successful in their field uh uh-huh. can you remember when that i mean it might be hard to pinpoint but can you remember when that exact moment was when you said wait a minute stop i've got to stop thinking and feeling this way i've got to find a positive route here and move forward was there a certain time or a certain event that happened like a point of self revelation that made you realize that Well, you know, it happened a couple of times uh for me and I think one particular one was uh before I had started this business, uh like I said 12 or 13 years ago or actually 14 years ago now. But I had uh taken another job as uh head of another company uh, and it was a disaster and the the founder and I didn't get along very well and and uh it just was not working at all and and so I basically resigned. Um and we had all kinds of heated arguments and so there I was I found myself again now at 43 years old uh having had some success now but now being suddenly without a job and at the time our fourth child was on the way and I was just interviewing for jobs because I felt like I had to feed my family at so many in the states right when you have a big family and you don't have any income and and you start to questioning your viability and your career goals and everything else it's easy to kind of revert back and I remember interviewing for these jobs and first being excited but i knew in the back of my mind i had this tug to say is this really what you want to do are you going to now at 43 just resign yourself for the next 25 years or whatever it is um to just go work for somebody else or or take a position that really isn't uh what you've always dreamed of and and uh you know with the help of my wife and um my own inner self realized that you don't necessarily have to settle that just because you had failure just because you've had some struggles does not mean that the rest of your life just has to be the easier route the one that's safer and and uh you know there's risk involved in all of that but i think at that point i realized that interviewing for other jobs to work for other people for me as an entrepreneur which would have been my lifetime passion and lifetime goal um didn't have to be that way and that i could think big and and it, that's what really led me to writing down my vision for where I where I thought I'd be in 15 or 20 years and uh I wrote all that out and and typed it all up and put it on my mirror in my bathroom and looked at it every single day and and that constant reminder and it's a way it's amazing how the mind works uh it just seems to subconsciously start working you toward those visions when you write things down and um the mind the subconscious mind often is the first thing to believe and the first thing to start you toward that action before the rest of your being uh moves that way as well yes Pete that's a great point in fact we spoke recently to uh Jim Jensen 
did a rewrite of a really famous and powerful book by Dr. Joseph Murphy called The Power of the Subconscious Mind, which is about exactly what you're talking about, what you think about on a conscious level. And the purpose of the conscious mind, of course, is to do like reality testing of the external world and hopefully feed correct information into the subconscious mind about the, about the external world. And then the subconscious mind will take over those thoughts and act deductively based upon them to not just reprogram your mind and your body, but also to help make things happen in your life. And truly is amazing how that works. So did you find that process working for you? It sounds like you did. Absolutely. And I, when I was younger, I didn't believe in any of that, right? People would say, I'll write your goals down and, and your subconscious mind will start working. And I, I just let that come in one ear out the other. And then I had these dreams in my head and I felt like that was all I needed. And then as I spent some time with some mentors in the book I call about, I talk about the importance of champions, but, um, I spent some time with some mentors and, and a few of them really focused on Pete. You've got to write your long-term vision down. You've got to make it as descriptive as possible. You want to explain it in detail like you are there in 20 years or whatever your time frame is and describe what your life is like and what you've accomplished and how your relationships are, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there you break it into annual and quarterly goals. And, and so I started that process, and, and sure enough, um, it's amazing that as I had heard from this gentleman and these mentors that helped me, that it's amazing how the chances of you – actually achieving things you write down as goals and visions, uh, they just they just increase astronomically when we take those steps. And so it's been a significant part of my life for the last twenty years and, and frankly game changing because I don't think if I if I hadn't done those things, if I hadn't focused on where I wanted to be long term, if I hadn't written those goals down short term and and midterm, uh, there's no telling where where I would be, but I certainly would have wouldn't have been able to achieve the kind of things that I've been able to do. Mm-hmm. No, no, I hear you. That's a story so many folks tell, so many successful people. When I was 15 years old, there was a neighbor who gave our family a book called Psycho-Cybernetics by Maxwell Maltz. And I wish I'd read that book when I was 15. I didn't read it until I was like 21, 22 after college, and I was stunned by how powerful that was and wish I'd known that back when I was 15. So it changed, you know, high school and college big time. It would give me a lot more insights and ideas and a lot more strength of focus. There's no question when you put ideas in your subconscious mind, you have total faith in the fact that they're going to manifest. And like you said, break it down into tiny goals, you know, even daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, quarterly goals, what you're going to accomplish and stay focused on that. And then feed into subconscious mind, have total faith that's going to manifest as you do all you can physically to make it happen. It really does drive things forward in a powerful way. I'm sure you found that also. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and again, another tip that I talk about in the book, and when you try and win that battle in your head, and we all have this negative voice in our head and this, and this positive voice, and too often for folks who, I, who don't ever live or aren't able to achieve that kind of limitless life that we all strive for when we're, when we're young and energetic and enthusiastic, the world's our oyster, but slowly it gets banged out of us for lots of different reasons called life. And, uh, if we don't control that by writing things down, if we don't understand that there's this positive and negative voice in our head, then we're doomed to slowly give up on those things and those exciting futures that we envisioned for ourselves when we were younger. And so writing things down and, and uh, understanding uh, how that all works and how powerful it is subconsciously for you is great. Another tip that um, I put in the book is to talk about writing down daily victories, especially people who have struggled with the mindset thing. 
there's nothing more powerful than ending your day before you put your head on the pillow to just take out a little journal and write down three victories that happened for you that day in whatever area of life it is, right? And when we just end our day, even though we have challenges and frustrations and everybody's dealing with these insecurities, but we end the day on that positive by saying, here's three victories I had today. We end that day feeling good, and then we hit the, then we uh, put our head on the, on the pillow and go to sleep, and uh, the power of that resonating in our subconscious, I think, is huge. Mm-hmm. This is very powerful. It's amazing how many opponents come along in life People don't mean to be, it might be friends, relatives, loved ones, whoever, or maybe a true opponent, will put negative thoughts and feelings into your mind, either intentionally or unintentionally, often by just expressing their opinions, or we listen to the news, which can be very negative. We pick up negative thoughts from other people all the time. In fact, the average person tends to think about 95% of their thoughts all day long are negative, of a negative nature. That's part of the program, as you just mentioned. So what happens then, of course, is the subconscious mind, helps that manifest in their lives to keep creating their own self-defeat and don't realize it. He said project it onto the external world and always blame somebody else. So taking responsibility, which you also mentioned in your book, take responsibility, be authentic, so you're in charge of your life, not blaming the outside world. How do you see that? Oh, I, I, Ron, that is just so well, so well spoken, and I just can't agree with you more. And, and I think that's right. We Everything around us is negative. And, and in the book, I talk about sometimes you have to change your friend group or your peer group. Um, yes. Because, you know, it's, it's our family, it's our friends. And, and you're right, pro- often unintentionally, but they tend to drag you down and not boost you up in many cases. And, and I, there's some statistic, I forget who did this study, but there's a statistic out there that I think has been validated that, we end up kind of being the average of the 10 people we spend the most time with. And so, you know, I encourage folks that, hey, if your friend group is not a group that's going to build you up and doesn't have the same goals and dreams and uh, limitless future that you want to attain, that sometimes we have to find that new peer group and hang out with different people and go find the other go-getters who are doing the same kind of thing. Because if we just stay with the people that we've always been with, oftentimes that's not the right group and we have to break free from them. Hence, they'll bring us down because, like you said, oftentimes even unintentionally, they'll tell us that how trying this or achieving or striving to achieve this is is not negative, that you're going to fail, or they might think they're trying to protect us. You're not going to make it, or there's too much danger in that, or too much risk. And, you know, the world's full of people who are going to sit in the stands and uh, tell us what we're doing wrong. But uh, you want to surround yourself with people who are out in the field, out on the court making things happen and, and uh, are committed to their own development and, and achievement of their limitless future. I think that's absolutely true. That's absolutely true and well said that you must surround yourself with other positive thinkers and champions, as you mentioned in your book. Have champions around you and mentors who are going to help you, who encourage you, who will lift you up, who will give you positive reinforcement when you need it, and of course you'll go back to them when they need it. So you create a group around you, like a consulting group or a group of tight friends who are very positive and will help each other who know the power of that kind of thinking. When many folks are conditioned in childhood and through school and whatnot to think and feel negative, to think and they defeat this way, and they want you to also think like they do to not break out of their group. It's a threat to their way of thinking. It really is a powerful thing. I'm sure you saw that throughout all your experiences. Oh, my God, my God. absolutely. And, and you're right. I mean, you mentioned about society in general and, and so much of our society is other people are to blame or other organizations, and, and we almost forget that, 
the power of America, this, this place we call the United States, is still uh, the most opportunistic country in the world to make yourself out of nothing. And, and uh, that's the opportunity that sits in front of us. But all the negativity that's out there in the media and in the press and social media, et cetera, you'd think that uh, the opportunities are, are gone. And, and uh, so much of being able to achieve your dreams is realizing that it takes self-reliance and it takes your own determination and, and breaking free from uh, much of this negativity that's out there today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important to it's important to turn all events, like you mentioned, into a learning opportunity, where everything that might knock you down instead makes you stronger. As part of the transformational experience and journey, we'll talk about when we come back after the break coming up soon. That's a very, very powerful way to look at it. That you're going to hit opponents, you're going to hit adversities, who will try to sabotage you or hold you back, and very often. The biggest opponent we have is ourselves, is our own ego, that lower mind that keeps getting away, fixated upon negative emotions. So, folks, we're here today, Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We have a great guest, Pete Rupert, written a fascinating book called Limitless, based on his experiences in the business world and in school when he was playing basketball in high school and how he finally made the team, the adversity, and he applied these concepts later in life and business and whatnot and family and the great success of it. When we come back, folks, we're going to talk more about that transformational journey. And we'll be back shortly, a couple, uh, few minutes. There's some break, a break coming up. And stick with us, folks. We'll be right back. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything, and once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. ASMC, the premier German company that supplies everything for adventure, from outdoor clothes to outdoor gear, even backpacks. Lots of quality and lots of specials. To start your adventure, go to HealthyLife.net's advertiser page and click on ASMC. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. 
the inner manager at Amazon.com. Remember Positive Impacts, www.healthylife.net. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. This is a Pete Rupert. We're a great, great book, fascinating book called Limitless. Pete, how you doing? I'm great, Ron. Really enjoying it. Okay, great. Great. Enjoying having you on the show very much. I love people who think positive. It's so powerful and helps the world so much to lift people up. I think at this point in time, you lift up the society, the entire society, and indeed the entire planet as best we can because there's so much chaos now and so much trouble in the world. And some of the first books I discovered, I mentioned, I discovered a book by Maxwell Maltz called Psycho-Cybernetics way back when I was 15. Didn't read it until I was 21, regretted that. But some of the other great books in the field are by Napoleon Hill. I'm sure you've read his book, Think and Grow Rich, and also his earlier book, or later book, I guess, based on that, is called The Secret of Success in 16 Lessons. Have you heard about Napoleon Hill? I bet you have. Oh, absolutely. I have The Secret yeah. of Success in 16 Lessons, and I've given the, uh, um, the, uh, the, the first book you mentioned to my kids. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's great. Which points in those books stick out the most in your mind as really powerful inducements for success in life? Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's so powerful, and, and he was probably the, the early early believer in the power of positive thinking and, and those kind of pieces that so much of, of the successes that I've studied of other people have, have done. And, and you know, as I, there's a lot of overlap between what I talk about in my book and, and some of the endless lessons he had. But that positive thinking is just absolutely critical. It's foundational in all we do um, and ties in nicely with my first chapter of Win the Battle in Your Head, right? And so there's so many great books out there. And, and I even talk about in my book how I, I, I haven't – I'm not – the the inventor of these things. These are all the things I've stolen from so many successful people and used in my life, and I've been able to see it powerfully help me change and, and uh, achieve my successes. Um, but that idea of winning the battle in your head and, and the other thing that I, I, I took from Dr. Hill's work is about the importance of dreams and visions, and uh, and I, I take that one step further with with in the book about how I encourage people in my third chapter to dream big and then to make it bigger, to make those dreams bigger. Because so, so yes. much we might be thinking we're dreaming big, but the opportunities that we have, the potential we have, the God-given talents we have, we're not leveraging. And so I just encourage people to think much bigger than what they, their limited paradigms might allow them to do that. But when we think bigger and, we, and, again, we write things down, it allows us to expand our realm of possibility much beyond where we are today. And, and that's a key, key learning for me. Mm-hmm. I think it's a powerful point to think big and make it much bigger. Realizing as you focus your thoughts upon that, you're actually creating what you're focusing upon, especially for a lot of powerful and positive motion behind it. Get support of other people. Certainly it helps a lot. And also keep your energy moving in that direction at all times. So much earlier works. Yeah, you know. Difficult. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Ron. I was just going to make as an example on, on uh, my experience with that dream big and then make it bigger. Uh, mm-hmm. I was able to put that to life when I started this current company, Fusion Education Group, that I run. At the time, I had raised private equity money to, to help us get started, and 
uh, early on, there was just a couple of us in the, in the organization, and, and uh, we created a vision statement that said, effectively, someday we want to impact uh, the lives of thousands of students across a network of over 100 schools. And at that point in time, when we created that vision, we were just getting ready to acquire our very first school. But we had put it on a huge piece of foam core, put it beyond the front desk in our tiny little office. And I remember we'd have visitors come and see us occasionally, and, and you could kind of see them smirk at this big sign that says, someday we're going to have over 100 schools. And, uh, but we so believed it. It was such a rallying cry for us. It was so beyond the realm of our current possibilities with just one school at that point. It was hard to believe. But today we're up to about 80 schools across the country, and we're serving thousands of kids a year. And um, it just It's amazing how thinking big like that and writing it down and talking about it and putting it up where everybody can see it what it can do for a person, for an organization, for a not-for-profit, whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. That really is powerful. It's just amazing the examples that uh, exist throughout history. And Napoleon Hill inter was interviewed by, or he interviewed Andrew Carnegie, I guess it went both ways. He wrote an article in a newspaper, back when he was 20 years old, about success and being success in life. Well, Carnegie read this, and he summoned young Hill to his office and said, young man, I want you to go on a journey. I'm going to give you a letter of introduction to the 100 or 100 of the most powerful and famous people in the world. This involved ex-presidents, uh, great inventors, researchers, writers, so forth. So I want you to go out and interview them and write about that. And he paid him nothing. And so Hill went on his journey for, for 20 years at his own expense, traveling around the world, because Carnegie knew, he's like, you're not going to need me to pay you. If you're going to make so much from this journey and adventure, you're going to pay yourself many times over. And, of course, he did. Because he discovered these great secrets, part of which are the power of the mind. You know, we're brought in a world where we're taught that the mind is subsidiary to the brain. I think it's really the opposite, that the mind supersedes the brain. It transcends the brain. It's really an energy field, which is powerfully created once we tune into that and link it into much higher powers and kind of do a download from that, that super mind into the ego mind, the conscious mind. What comes through is absolutely incredible. That's what you've done in your life. You made these great things happen by focusing upon this power to bring this forth, just like Napoleon Hill did and so many others. How do you feel about that? Absolutely. I, I uh, can't agree with you more. And, and the, the, in the mind, you know, most, people, most of your listeners are probably not your listeners because they're, they're coming to your, your podcast on a regular basis, but you just know people hear this stuff and it just comes in one ear out the other because they, their mind tells them, oh, it's not important. You don't need to believe that, et cetera, et cetera. And it's not until we start to think about, okay, we have to open ourselves up to the possibilities. We have to open ourselves to all the amazing things that are out there that we start, when we make that decision, then we start to uh, be much more willing to read things like Napoleon Hill or, or um, other books like my, my book, for example. But, you know, and we start to learn more about what the successful people did, and then we can adopt those and, and really elevate um, and leverage the opportunities that are in front of us to uh, do great things in our life. Because what we don't want, and I guess my big mission in life is not to have people when they're turning 50 or 55 looking back and say, you know, what if, right? Um, I want that energy, that enthusiasm that people have typically when they're coming out of high school or college and uh, they're just getting started and they realize that it's not one and done. If we don't get it right in our 20s or 30s, uh, there's still every opportunity to do amazing things in our 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s, et cetera. So uh, we only have one life to live. We might as well make it as limitless as possible. And by understanding the power of the brain and how we think, um, 
that that is a huge first step for everybody. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how lots of great works in the world have been accomplished by people in their 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s. Some of the great artists, writers, musicians, and whatnot really hit their stride at a much older age because they had a lot of life experience to draw upon. They went through many experiences, many failures. I love the idea, which you mentioned in your book, that is fail forward. You fail forward, so you don't really fail. You don't fail until you quit. Once you keep trying, you're not a failure. You never procrastinate. You want to jump into it, and I say procrastinate only procrastination. So if you hit a stony block or some adversity, which you just regroup and find your way, you pull back a little bit, you analyze what happened, what went wrong, you start again. You start building a new plan again. One of the important things is to build your self-esteem and your self-image throughout that process. That's really key. If we indulge negative self-talk or negative self-feeling, that is the greatest enemy that traps us and holds us back. And that's why so many folks end up later in life going, you know what, I wish I'd done this and I wish I'd done that, but my family, you know, blah, 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 held them back. But they held themselves back because they decided to go along with that. How do you see that? Oh, yeah. Well, fail forward and fail often is, is really, really critical in the book. And I, I think, hey, we're born to fail, right? Well, even when we're trying to learn how to walk, we fail constantly before we conquer it. And I think, that's right. Uh, that's yeah. the lesson God gives us. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I used, to, I used to ask folks when this topic came up years ago when I was in therapy, when would you tell a child who's learned how to walk? to quit and stop because they keep skinning their knees. Well, never. You never tell them that because you want them to learn, and they must fail. She just said fail forward, fail often, because that's how you learn, that's how you improve, and that's how you get better at what you're doing. So we fail forward into great success, but we never see ourselves as a fair once we learn these lessons. But we always keep our esteem high and our self-image high to keep us moving forward. Folks, today we're on Ryan Shock, Dr. Pardon me, Dr. Ron Dalrymple. We have Pete Rupert here. Pete, we're going to take a quick break here for a few minutes for commercials. We'll be right back. Folks, welcome to Pete Rupert, his great book called Limitless. We'll be back with you shortly. Hang in there. Be right back. Here's a fun, stimulating program that can teach you how to develop your own powers of creation. It uses a three-part mind, stimulating approach to get you to develop your own creative thinking. It will help you create a powerful self-image and helps you see how you can take creative action. You'll develop your thinking power and your skills, and you can do this in eight days. Get Dr. Ron Dalrymple's book, Eight Days to Creative Power, on Amazon.com. Overcome your problems with this step-by-step guide. So get Eight Days to Creative Power on Amazon.com. Get high-quality glasses, sunglasses, and prescription lenses at eyeglasses.com. Choose from over 250,000 items and 400 brands. Already have frames? Get replacement lenses. It's easy. Go to our advertiser page and click eyeglasses.com. A complete mind development course, The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, helps you develop your concentration, memory, imagination, and more, all to help you program your mind towards success. But it's not a boring read. You are taken on a journey with a young man who is trying to start his own business and immerses himself into a journey of self-discovery. A powerful book that you can read again and again. Get The Inner Manager by Dr. Ron Dalrymple at Amazon.com. The Inner Manager at Amazon.com. Reach your health and fitness goals. Whether you want to lose weight, learn to dance, build muscle, or just live healthy, 
Beachbody gives you unlimited access to the nation's most popular fitness and weight loss solutions. Visit our advertiser page and click on Beachbody now. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. HealthyLife.net, the positive radio network. Again, Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We have Pete Rupert, a great guest who wrote a great book called Limitless. We have a fascinating story about how to succeed in life despite the great adversity you might face. Pete, how are you doing? I'm great, Ron. Thanks. Great, great. I wanted to pick it up with talking about the, the transformational journey. Many, many years ago, about 30 years ago, I started to write screenplays, and I ran across some work by John Truby and some others went back to Joseph Campbell, they had some structural techniques to build into screenwriting, which is really powerful. And what you find is that the greatest stories, going back to history, either novel or film or whatever, do follow those structural steps. Now, a lot of screenwriters say, oh, no, don't look at structure. That'll throw you off. That's not really true at all because the greatest writers I've met out there, and it's the big ones, I was you know, fortunate to meet them, all use structuring techniques. And a really powerful way to look at it is called the transformational journey where you start off in life or start off in a certain journey with a certain desire line. You have certain opponents come up. You have a battle. Very often the hero loses that battle. And then it must change his or her direction to move in a different path. But the adversary is often very powerful, and they change their plan also. So another battle happens, and the hero is still losing because the adversary is also growing stronger. So through the process, they finally hit a final battle scene where all the major players in the story are there. And here's where the hero or heroine must make the final self-transformation, which is all about themselves, understand what their fault might be or their psychological issue, which then realizes that makes them much stronger. So they can then jump in that fray and win and overcome the opponent. So it builds up dramatically very powerfully, and it's a model for life. It's also a model for psychotherapy, believe it or not. How do you feel about that? I love that. And I think that's the... uh that's the route that most people take, and that was one of the big learnings I mentioned earlier when I started to success, study successful people and kind of was feeling sorry for myself because I hit some roadblocks and I was uh, had some failures, and I was starting to think about, okay, well, maybe I need to go backwards or take a safer route. Um, and then when I studied the successful people and I realized that that transformational, transformational journey is so critically important, and um, that's why I think failure is part of, uh, of of being successful because if we're not failing, that means we're not pushing ourselves. We're not pushing our outer limits, right? It's easy to never fail if you're never taking a chance. And so many people can go through life, quote, unquote, without failing, but it's a very safe, easy route. And, and uh, when I studied successful people, it just made me feel much more empowered about the failures because I was doing things that most of my friends weren't doing. I was starting businesses, and ultimately they a few of them failed. But I learned so much, and I think about today as I look back, I'm as, uh, I've am i become the person I've become 
um, because of as much as the, because of those failures as for the successes along the way. So transformational journey, you have those failures, you have those setbacks, it helps you rethink and strategize. But if you never, if you never give up on the ultimate destination that you've carved out for yourself, um, you'll be much better off on the next step of the journey. Exactly, exactly. You fail forward, and every time you have a battle, every time you lose, you learn something, you have some self-revelations, and you get stronger, you go back and you try again. There's also a story I really liked. I think it was Robert the Bruce. I'm not sure it's accurate or not, but supposedly at, after one of his battles or several of his battles he'd lost, he was lying in this uh, some kind of a hut or hamlet or whatever, and he was looking up the ceiling. There's a spider which kept building its web, and it failed six times. And the seventh time, he was able to make its web complete without the wind or whatever interfering and knocking it down. He was struck mm-hmm. by the fact that the spider never gave up, he just went back to it each time and immediately began to build again when the time before it failed. You realize, well, that's what I've got to do. We've got to go move forward. And like you said in your book, we never give up, you never give in, you keep trying. You become a tsunami of effort, of focus and energy, so you move towards the goal you keep learning, which gives you the power and the strength and the insight to finally win. How do you see that? Love it. I love it. And, and uh, you know, the, 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 the beauty and the curse of, of being humans is we have this ability to reason. We have these very sophisticated brains and minds. And, and uh, spider doesn't have a choice, right? They need to eat. So if they fail six times, they're going to keep going until they finally find a way to get that web to work so they can eat. And um, humans have to remember that as well, that uh, we have this ability to reason our way out of grit and determination, um, but for a lot less satisfaction. So we don't, quote, unquote, eat well, to use that analogy, as well as we could because we settle and uh, we give up on our dreams and we don't quite uh, pursue those with the same passion and commitment because of a few setbacks and failures. And I think that's the reality is failure is so critically important along the way because that's where we learn the most, and that gives us the greatest opportunity to leverage uh, where we go from there. Mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. One of the biggest impediments is when folks come out of a childhood where they don't have a champion, let's say initially. They have so much negativity heaped upon them. Perhaps in a world where, say, both parents are extremely negative under drugs and booze or they're into crime or whatever, they're not there for the child, they're very abusive, there's no family member or neighbor for the child to turn to. So they grew up this horribly chaotic experience and end up in prison. I used to work in prisons also. We years ago, I was a forensic psychologist and a prison psychologist. And what I discovered is that when a person had two parents who were highly dysfunctional, that, that was devastating to them. They ended up you know, in prison or some horrible place in their life. But if you have one dysfunctional parent, but one more or less functional parent, that gives you something to hang on to and it gives you some kind of hope. Or as you mentioned in your book, you have a champion of some type who comes along, who helps you, gives you encouragement, helps you refocus all that, and then mentors you that you can overcome virtually anything and still become a great success in life despite those massive impediments. How do you see that? I love that. And uh, I had never read that study, but I think that's exactly right. Having that one champion in your life, even one functional parent, is so critically important, no matter how negative that other parent might have been. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I talk in the book about what happened in the past. It's really, really hard for those uh, humans who have had those kind of experiences to look past that. And, and um, the lesson I think that's most important out of that kind of hits to what you're getting at is if you find mentors, and if you worry about more about what's going on going forward versus what happened in the past, 
that's the cleanest way to break free from it. Not easy by any means, but if you write down your goals, if you write down your vision for your own future, then you take ownership in that and surround yourself with a person or people who believe in you will help you get there. Uh, you can change uh, everything that happened to you prior. Mm-hmm. I think he's exactly right. In fact, what you said about visualizing the end result, like maybe 20 years away, to see yourself in that situation, loving how that feels, seeing yourself in detail, the sensory aspects of it, the feeling aspects of it, loving how that feels to be a success. Dr. Joseph Murphy talked see yourself in that end situation where you've, you've achieved what you want to achieve, and that force, that energy helps move you towards that. Today we're here, folks, with uh, Pete Rupert. Please please tell our, our audience where they can find you and, and your book and whatnot. Thank you, Ron. Yeah, probably the easiest sure. way to find me and the book is at uh, my website, which is uh, com. That's P-E-T-R-U-P-P-E-R-T.com. There's a link right there to uh, purchase the book. There's more information about the book. There's a lot of exercises in the books that we didn't get a chance to talk about today, but people can find worksheets that they can fill out time and time again then. So it's a great resource. It also has information to contact me personally. Um, or if they want to do it more directly, you can certainly find my book at Amazon.com and at BarnesandNoble.com where they can just search for Limitless, uh, Peter Rupert, and the book will pop right up for them. Okay, yeah, I think that's great. The, the worksheets are very good in your book. It gives a person a chance to sit down and really think about it and apply the concepts to them and to their life and focus on how to achieve that limitless success you're talking about. Peace and great having you here today. Thank you very much for your insights and ideas. I'm sure folks would love to go find your book. Folks, I highly recommend it. It's a really good read. It's direct, well-written, to the point, very easy read, but full of powerful, profound ideas. Pete, thanks a lot for being here. My pleasure, Ron. Thanks for all you're doing, and thanks for having me on today. Well, thank you, Pete. Great pleasure and honor. Please stay in touch. Contact me anytime. Sounds great. All right. Thanks a lot, Pete. Take care. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. Thanks. God bless. Paradise Found 2015 is a film that sparks of intrigue about the discovery of quantum field psychology. Throw in a sexy spy story, a conflict between father and son against the backdrop of NASA, and interspersed with World War II flashback combat scenes, and you'll be surprised to discover the foundation of a whole new theory of mind. Rent or buy Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com and prepare for the explosive conclusion. That's Paradise Lost 2015 at Amazon.com. If you want USA and worldwide car rentals, choose rentacar.com. Free cancellations on most bookings, no hidden charges. They are trusted by over 4 million customers. Visit our advertiser page and click on the Rent-A-Car banner. Do you ever wonder how the mind works? The Endless Question, a film by Dr. Ron Dalrymple, shows you a new theory of mind, one that bridges the road between spirituality and science while revealing to you the laws of creativity, things that can open up your mind to limitless possibilities. It is literally a theory that changes everything. And once you know it, you can apply it to your own life. View The Endless Question for free on Amazon Prime. The Endless Question on Amazon Prime. This is Jack Maher from the band Feed the Kitty. It's important to support the artists you love. And you can do that and get something authentic for yourself. 
Rock.com has the most coveted licensed merchandise of music, culture, and entertainment. So go to the advertiser page and click on Rock.com now. Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition is an astounding book on the new theory of mind. It is the first unified field theory that incorporates the influence of the mind and emotion on physical reality, the universe, and even other minds. It actually integrates all modern psychology with quantum physics, mathematics, Western, and Eastern spiritual beliefs. It's the true bridge between science and spirituality. Get your copy of Quantum Field Psychology 2nd Edition by Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Amazon.com. Radio your way. HealthyLife.net. Hello, folks. Welcome back. Dr. Ryan Dalrymple on Mind Shock. We just talked to Pete Rupert. There's a great book out called Limitless. You can find on uh, on the internet and whatnot, and you can also find him. So please check that out. We of course do research in this very aspect of the mind, the power that we have, energy within us, capabilities within us, which help us unleash and discover tremendous things in life. We talked about some of the great works in this field by Maxwell Maltz, Napoleon Hill, like Joseph Murphy, and so many others. We talked about the fact that you can program your inner mind, your subconscious mind to think and operate in a very positive manner to create a great success in life for you. Now, what happens in life as we grow up, going through childhood and school and so forth, we act, we already are programmed, we actually are hypnotized in a sense by what we already believe. But much of those are false beliefs. We've been brainwashed into thinking and feeling by the family, friends, school, the media, whatever. We're often taught false beliefs underlain and held in place by very powerful negative emotions which are often self-defeatist in nature. As I mentioned to Pete, 95% of what many people think during the day are negative thoughts and negative feelings. We must stop that process and realize what you're saying and thinking on a conscious level, you're putting into your subconscious mind, we talk about in quantum field psychology in our film, The Endless Question, that you're actually feeding that into your superconscious mind. There's a higher mind, a deeper mind, below or above, as you might think of it, the subconscious mind. So the conscious mind feeds ideas to the subconscious mind, which then acts deductively to make your body heal or not, and to create your success in life or not. But beyond that is the superconscious mind, which does the real work, the heavy lifting. And once you can put very positive thoughts into your subconscious and into the superconscious mind, those powers activate. What you do is you walk that higher path all the time. You work on thinking positive thoughts all the time. You feel people respect, kindness, and love all the time. I know it sounds corny, but it's really true. This is how it works. And then that super mind, that super conscious mind, downloads into your conscious mind to bring great power and great energy into your life to manifest incredible things. That's what Peter's done. So many others have done in creating great successes in life where you fail forward in a sense. Things go wrong at times. We get tripped up. But you never stop. You never quit. You learn from that experience. You go back to the drawing board, as it were, and you develop a new plan of action to take what you've learned from the misstep, not a failure, but a misstep, to move forward and make things happen. Then as you move towards those, those ends, you get stronger and stronger and better and better what you do until finally you can create what you've been focusing on and visualizing perhaps for many years. But the point is we do this as we go along. And what you do right now is determining the rest of your life. What you program into your mind as you think about it is determining what's going to happen to you 
the days and weeks and months and years ahead. You don't have parallels to the idea of quantum field psychology that the mind is an energy field which transcends the physical brain. It really is like a cloud of consciousness. It's really it's very powerful energy we're discovering. It ties into field theory and so forth. I talked to Carl Prebram about this a number of years ago and some others in the world of uh, theoretical physics at uh, the APA in Washington, D.C. He actually talked to a lot of folks over the years who are experts in this. There's a consensus of opinion growing around the world that the mind is energy. It transcends the physical brain. That the old theories we've been fed by churches, religions, universities, whatever, just aren't accurate. There's much deeper and more powerful truths which have been known by certain people and held in secret. But now it's being discovered and spread about the world. So think of the mind as a series of lenses which projects energy in either scatter patterns, which create chaos in your life if your mind jumps around constantly, or if you focus your mind and get all the emotions and inner thoughts and feelings lined up in a very powerful, positive direction, you can focus on about seven lenses of the mind, which you line up. That's how, that's how telescopes and microscopes work. They line up the lenses, give you much greater magnification to see into space or to see at a microscopic level. Well, the mind works the same way. You line up all these lenses to work in the same direction. It gives you a huge amplification of power and of effect upon the world. But it's very important to always power those lenses with positive thoughts and feelings. That way you'll make those types of things manifest. So we're creating constantly throughout the day. And don't realize it very often. The question to ask yourself is, what are you creating? That's why Pete talks about be aware of what you're thinking. Be aware of where you're focusing. We talk to a lot of folks in the show about mindfulness, which is the same concept there, that you want to center your mind. You know, be here now. Be focused in the moment. Not stuck in the past or not stuck worrying about the future. Focus in the moment. And then in this moment, you can focus on what you want to create. You tie into those higher powers concepts. You're always aware of the fact that you're tuned into higher concepts and higher realities, which you can bring into this world. So you don't let the adversities stop you. You don't let opponents hold you back. You don't let them block you and trip you up. You just learn from it. When somebody tries to sabotage you, either intentionally or unintentionally, you learn from it. It makes you stronger. And as Pete said, you might need at times change who you hang out with. Studies done years ago showed that the people you hang out with, basically, say, for the next five years, your income will be the average of the group's income in terms of the financial world. If you're involved in business, investing, and so forth, you want to hang out with people who really know how to succeed in that area. You want to succeed in sports. You want to hang out with people who can mentor you to succeed in sports. If you want to succeed in relationships, same thing. Hang out with those or learn, study, be with those who are successful at that. So you want to mentor with people, talk to people, learn from people, read books, study. I mean, so that might be on TV and movies at times, but mostly you go back to the old books, and the old books are the greatest sources of information there are to learn and grow from. That's how you want to develop and really learn to grow to conquer your life. So I started this journey many, many years ago at NASA. I was majoring in math and physics. I realized I had to combine those with psychology and Eastern and Western philosophies to come out with a theory that made sense to link up all those fields together, which is how we came up with quantum field psychology. My first book out was called Eight Days of Creative Power, but how to tap into your creative energies within, how to use the creative aspects of thought, emotion, and behavior, actually based on research at the University of Maryland, where I was in grad school. The next book is called The Inner Manager. It's a short book in mind development, how to develop creativity, imagination, willpower, how to program your mind for success, how to make things happen and manifest in your life. The next book is called I Love You, God, about how to tap into various aphorisms or statements that attune your conscious mind more to that superconscious power so it can download into your conscious mind. And, of course, the book Quantum Field Psychology I wrote in 2004 
up in the mountains of Italy. That's in Aviano, Italy, at an Air Force base, teaching college. We all kind of came together in April and sat down in the zone, as it were, and wrote that book. But I realized afterwards we had to start making films. We made a couple movies about it. One's called Paradise Found 2015 on Amazon. That's about the discovery of quantum field psychology. And then we made a documentary to our documentary, which is called The Endless Question, which is free on Amazon Prime, which is about this theory, how it ties into all the modern-day theories of psychology and quantum physics, which shows actually a theory of everything connecting that spirituality to science, Eastern and Western philosophies, so it brings it all together as a theory of everything. So the theory of everything must incorporate consciousness and thoughts of higher dimensions. In fact, many theoretical physicists talk about that. There's kind of an opening or connection to higher dimensions. They don't call it divine source because in that world you're not really allowed to talk about that. But a lot of folks know about that. Einstein mentioned some. But they do suspect that's really what's happening. We tie into a higher source. There's a lot more to this world than meets the eyes of the world, as it was, as it were, sorry. And that uh, Francis Bacon, writing in Shakespeare and, and Hamlet, said that there's more this world Horatio than meets thy philosophy, being precisely that, which is far more this world than we think about, there's far more to discover in our lives, there's so much more we can accomplish with thinking the limitless sense that Pete was talking about. Think in a limitless way, never give up, never give in. You can do great things in life and think about the legacy that you want to leave to the world of creativity. And what you're doing now is creating that as we speak and as you think about this. So, folks, hang in there. Keep studying. Keep working. Please join us next week. We have a whole lot of great guests coming. Dr. Ron Dalrymple on Mind Shock. See you next time.